As far as bad unicorns case, we have a somewhat of a template. There's a couple things. There's four things that I look for in a bad unicorn idea, and and maybe five. Oh, but but four for sure. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Until tomorrow, No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective and persistence to go on this journey with me and get the answers about money, marketing and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. And thank you for the support. This podcast is now ranking nicely on Apple in the entrepreneurship category, top 200 in San Francisco, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in the UK, top 30 in Sweden, top 25 in Italy, and top 25 in India. And to not forget, number two in Azerbaijan. I've never been there I hear it's beautiful. So thank you, all the Azerbaijanis who are listening. So let's keep going, keep rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. My guest today works at a startup accelerator called Techstars, a consumer startup called Handpicked, runs a startup called Random Pizza, and the product studio called Bad Unicorn. His name is Wit. Anderson and his favorite pastimes are early stage startups, sharing the worst startup ideas on his newsletter, creating the world's slowest checkout, a website where people bet when Elon Musk will land on Mars, runs Meme University, he's the dean, and many other secret projects. With how are you today? I'm doing great. That was an a incredible intro. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, how are you doing? You- you deserve that and much more. <laughs> I feel the energy of 2021. It seems to be a good year. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed and enjoying every ounce of that positivity that seems to be coming already in January. And to begin and give people uh, context, what is the story that made you the Wit Anderson that we know and love today? So my story, um, it probably starts... Uh, late, late in college. So I went to the university of Georgia. Um, I, I lived, grew up in Atlanta, uh, went to, went to Georgia and, um, didn't know much about entrepreneurship, but joined the entrepreneurship program. Um, went through an idea accelerator. Uh, I, I went through trying to build this physical product. Um, long story short, the product failed. I had a, a bunch of blunders, uh, under my belt, um, after trying to do that for six months. But at the end of it, the best lesson was, that I really liked software. Like I wanted to do software, something that's, that's scalable. Um, and that was kind of the biggest downfall of that physical product. And, uh, so I spent a lot of time trying to kind of with ideas in my head and, and talking about them and making business plans. Um, but, but no real action. I eventually stumbled upon no code, 
I joined a no-code meetup called Zero to One Makers um, with this uh, with a buddy named KP. We started about two years ago, where we meet every Friday and we just go through our past up past week's updates and what we plan on doing the next week. And we've been consistent on that right about two years now. Um, but but I guess anyways, that kind of led me to no-code. I started building projects, um, and I, I guess that kind of leads us into uh, kind of the, the no-code products that I've built. Fun. Fantastic. And you know, there is a story about, uh, about Edison that he, they said he used to dance every time something failed because he said, we found a way that things don't work, which eliminates an option and leaves more, a narrower world for us to explore and find what will work. So you discovered mm-hmm. that hardware and physical products are not your thing, which led you to software and then from there to no code. And it seems yeah. like life has its own mysterious ways. And you had an idea that you wished for us to explore and work on today. Can you share a bit more details? What is it all about? Yeah, so the thing I'm working on most now is, is something called Bad Unicorn. It's, um, it's a newsletter, uh, and, and it's half a newsletter and half a product studio. Um, I'm growing a, a, an email um, newsletter base, but... The content I'm putting out isn't, it's not writing, it's not video, um, but it's its products. So it's like, I'll, I'll build a physical product, I'll build a real product, and I'll launch it. And uh, the, the nuance of it is the product ideas are like mostly bad or funny startup ideas. So something someone would say and be like, oh, that'd be a funny idea. And so I'm trying to build those on this newsletter and, and grow an audience. Uh, and I think I think I want to eventually kind of create content around these products that we're dropping because... We're dropping a new product every other week, so we're having like tremendous learnings as far as no-code tools and stacks and uh, troubleshooting pro- pro- different tools. Um, so yeah, so yeah, right now we've built uh, ten total products in the last five months. Um, so one every other Friday, um, and that and we're kind of rolling into or going into twenty twenty one with the same same cadence of dropping a new product every other Friday. I love it. And I will share something that I didn't share publicly before. And this will probably be the best piece of advice for 2021 when it comes to product creation. When you are sharing those funny ideas, it's okay. I will give you a metaphor. When someone goes to have dinner in somebody's house, they want to sit with that person and they want to have a conversation and get to know that person or what that person is up to rather than having that person act like a server where they would give the food for them to enjoy and they sit far away looking at them hoping that they like it and to bring this metaphor home when you are creating that idea if you can do a behind the scenes information that exposes your own process of ideation your own funny thoughts about it that will create to you bonding with the people rather than you being like, for a lack of a better term, a circus animal who gets a curiosity interest rather than that adoration that comes from knowing who you are at the core and having shared memories and experiences. And to say it, you know, even more, it's a very good idea. And you said you're, you want to grow an audience. But mm-hmm. in many ways, you can have fewer people who love you rather than a large number who are 
only couriers are like mildly amused and mm -hmm. it will be a big, big difference. But let's focus on the idea and the marketing messaging. So mm -hmm. who seems to be right now either most attracted, uh, the largest group of uh, subscribers or the loudest feedback givers among the people who are subscribing to this uh, newsletter product studio hybrid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the the as of now it it consists of a lot of a lot of makers, founders, and people in venture capital. Um, so I, I kind of makers, founders, investors. I think a lot of our products are pretty niche, where they're like they're poking fun at at a small startup that it's it's actually a big startup. Like it's like a funded startup, but but like the common person who's not in in tech wouldn't really know. Like uh, for example. Most people don't don't know what like fast.co is, but but if you're on tech Twitter, like I, I see their tweets every day from Dom and and, Ma and Matthew Kilbach. Um, so so a lot of our stuff's pretty niche, and I imagine that's how we'll probably stay for a little bit, and we'll probably continue to build products and and maybe get more mainstream with certain products. But um, yeah, I, I guess that's yeah that's kind of the the niche, and and we have like a our archetype is like or what we say on the website is like. Our newsletter is for like innovators or creators who have a, like a sense of humor. Yes. And you mentioned something way before, which is even better because what you're saying is that right now, this is more of a satire as well as a parody or entertainment mm -hmm. kind of newsletter. But you discovered that you're learning so much from these projects that should be shared there out there with the world. Correct. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, we definitely want to put out some sort of content, and we have, I mean, we have ten website templates. We have ten like functioning products that they're, they're nothing. None of the products are like all that complicated, um, but it's still like the cadence is pretty fast as far as like how we can how we're how fast we're pushing out these products. Um, yeah, great. And did any people comment on this? Tell you, oh my god, you're so prolific, or how do you do it? How can you be so productive? Or you're pushing things all the time. I'm impressed. Or did you hear any comments all like this? Or is it your own conclusion that this is a, an important benefit and kind of interesting work that you're doing in terms of how often you're pushing products? A little bit of both. Um, I, I started and one of the like three goals or, or kind of, or yeah, one of the top goals was just like learning. Um, I wanted, if I was going to do something on the side, I want to make sure the task isn't kind of uh, the same time every the same thing every time, and uh, so so that kind of learning was there. Then also, I've realized kind of just in my startup journey that I'm always fascinated by the next thing, and, and that that uh, that turnaround time happens really fast. So I guess I'm going off on a tangent here, but but um, even even the ideas I, I end up building and, and liking, it's pretty quick when I'm like on to the next one, which which I've kind of set up Bad Unicorn in the way where. Um, I'm always building something new and uh, so so I can always kind of scratch that itch and I don't have to focus on one product um, and I'm just trying to grow the, the bad unicorn brand rather than an individual product. Really good. So let's focus on this. What benefits do you get from scratching that itch and getting those products and moving on to the next one fast? Uh, I guess I guess the main benefits are mainly just just I can do like a lot of the products we have or the ideas we have I can do them in 
I could do them in a night. I could do them in a couple days. I could do them. I could do them in a week. And so, uh, I guess I get just like the satisfaction of like, okay, like I I've made the products. Like it's out in the world. Um, there's no like question marks or what ifs about it. And then and then also like with our products, like some of them are going like none of them have gone like viral, viral. But in our like small small no code community of like Twitter, uh, some of them have gone like mini viral. Um, so just those products like kind of cheering people's like like making people's day better, cheering them up, especially during uh, COVID when everyone's in lockdown. Um, there's there's some small satisfaction of being like oh like someone appreciated this like funny product. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'll ask about two things. Them going mini viral, did that grow significantly your Twitter for the uh, this brand or your subscriber list? That is one question. Or, okay, not too, too complicated. I will let you do that. But then I will ask you, are you doing faster than average? Because I had at least two guests that said the benefit of no code is I can build an app in a weekend. So it seems to me that according to what you're saying they and they're saying they're not doing it slower than you are can you comment maybe your projects are more complicated or you have more insight into the reality where people say it's fast but in actuality it's not so fast and you're doing it faster so it's your speed compared to the average with a no coder or not average but good enough not the top top no coder and the other thing is did it help get you more Twitter subscribers or more email uh, growing your email when your products went a bit more uh, viral? Yeah, for the um, we average around 250 to 300 email subscribers per product drop. So every other Friday we drop a product, and in that next two week span, we average around let's say like 275 email subscribers. Um, and, and that varies based on what our engagement looks like on Twitter or Reddit or um, indie hackers, wherever we post our products or product hunt. So yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit about our numbers and we're right at 1700 email subscribers, um, which isn't a lot, but the, the people are pretty engaged. Um, our subscribers are like uh, really interested in, I guess they're interested in like how we're building or like why we're building the products we choose to build. And then a little bit just, yeah there's something fascinating about like a funny, bad idea. Um, and, and we're trying I, kind of one of my like minor goals behind this is kind of showing that, that bad ideas or that there really isn't such thing as a bad idea. Like if you launch something and it gets traction, like, was that a bad idea or not? Like maybe on paper it was, but, but when you, when it goes out into the market and, and people like it and people share it and people buy the product. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of like a, on, in the backdrop is like I want to prove that like launching like bad ideas that are ideas that sound bad um, can like result in some successes and and we've had a couple of those that are that are interesting um, and then for your other as far as the cadence I mean you can build depending on what the product is or the landing page like you can build a product in an hour or a night or a, a day most of ours have like most of ours is like designing the website, making a copy, uh, creating the app. And, and we've had some days where we've done it in the night before our, our Friday newsletter, and then some where we've worked for like the full two weeks to build out the product. Um, but, but one thing we have found is like, uh, or one thing I found is like 
there's something called Parkinson's law where the work, your work expands to the time uh, that you, or for the time allotted. So, so right now we have the two week cadences and um, there's so much to do when you're dropping a product, uh, whether it be tweaking the design or tweaking the copy or um, doing a full pivot. So, so like with these constraints of these Friday drops, like we're always running to the wire as far as changing things on the website or making something look better or writing up a and post. You know for, this with it? You know, because according to research that Parkinson's law mixes with the student syndrome, which means that it will take the whole two weeks for you to finish, but all the work will happen in the last two days or something like that because yeah. students cram in the end. So did you notice that happening? Definitely, definitely. So many, so many weeks were, and, and, and it's, it's mainly because the idea is so important. Like we can build a beautiful website and if the idea isn't funny or if the idea isn't novel, then we're not going to, no one's going to, not many people are going to land on our website and be like, that was great. Like almost everything about Bad Unicorn is about the social commentary of like, of the idea. Like, is the idea pointing out something funny about tech? Is it pointing out something about humans? And so, yes, that is true that we like, a lot of times I've seen that we procrastinate until those like, those last seconds, those last two days, last three days maybe even day of on some drops, but some of that is just so we're making sure that the idea is the idea we want to actually build out. Okay. Can you speak about your own creativity and ideation process? Like almost if you could describe it in a step-by-step with warts and all, what is your Mm -hmm. process of coming up with ideas, selecting the ideas that, and then narrowing down to one and choosing it and where what do you look for in the idea that you will implement? So this is something I'm I'm an idea junkie. So ever since I started, uh, like one of the first habits I picked up when I like tried to dive into tech and startups was I started a habit where I write down ten ideas a day. And at the time, I didn't know how how influential that had been in my life. But now with Bad Unicorn, that muscle is so strong. And I've done that. I've done this for, for three years. Every day I write down 10 business ideas and most of them are bad, but the muscles like kind of always working. Um, and, and I also have a, a huge backlog of ideas. As far as bad unicorns case, we have a somewhat of a template. There's a couple things. There's four things that I look for in a bad unicorn idea and, and maybe five, I'll, but, but four for sure. It's a funny, um, which is subjective. And that's kind of on us to, to, to pull our friends, our other makers um, say, hey, like, is this idea on a napkin? Like, is this overall funny? Two, is it, uh, is it like timed, right? Like, is the, is this a good time? Like, did, did Airbnb just IPO and it's a good time to parody Airbnb or is it New Year's and it's a good time to do a, a New Year's resolution product? The third one is, is it functional? So, so uh, a user does X and gets Y result. Um, something very simple where, where, where someone can land on the page and understand what this idea is super quick. Uh, then the last one is it, somewhat close with timing, um, but it's social commentary. Uh, we, I really like building ideas that are, that like kind of point out some weird human behavior. And, and that could be, that could be anything like, like, like we do so many humans do so many weird things that uh, kind of go like untalked about. And so if they have all those four things, I like really like building out the idea and then the fifth thing, which is undetermined until we build the product, is I like ideas that sound bad on paper, but when we launch it, 
people actually use the product or like the product. And that one's always an iffy one. That, that's like, that's what I'm going for is I want to build a product that sounds bad. And then we turn it, we, we almost flip it into good. Great. And to ask you even further and investigate that muscle, how do you come up with those 10 business ideas every day? Is it a subconscious thing that comes to you? Or do you use a process like the IDO ideation process or the Edward de Bono lateral thinking or some structured way to come up with ideas like that? Or is it you put yourself in a kind of a trance and you let something that is beyond you give you those ideas, which is a very Carl Jung kind of uh, of a concept? Mm -hmm. So... There's a couple of different ways. Sometimes, sometimes ideas will just come to me while I'm while I'm just doing something in the world, and I'll try to like text myself the idea or write it down, and that that'll be a couple of the ideas. Um, sometimes it's like I'm sitting down, I'm like, okay, I got to come up with like five ideas. And a lot of times when that's happening, I think about kind of the typical routes where it's like, what are some like weird problems or like what are some kind of like first world problem type type things uh, that, that that we can like point to as far as like a funny problem uh, then i get a lot of inspiration by going to product hunt so i'll just go and scroll product hunt and um, look at products and and kind of just ask myself like how could i make this this product that's like useful like funny or different or weird i guess the, those are probably the three main ways okay and to go more specific do you find it easy or could you find it easy to go on product hunt, get inspiration, and mix ideas into something new. Yeah, you're saying you're saying mixing two two existing ideas or varying. I mean, like not copying, but getting inspiration. Whether mixing, subtracting, multiplying, um, evolving anything into a new idea that is useful. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that that's plenty of ideas. Plenty of the, even the ideas that we've dropped are like. They're all inspired by something. They're all they're all very very different, but they all kind of have like a, like what like you kind of write down like what's the vibe of this product? Like is this like or I guess what's the adjacent product of like the people who use this? And so yeah, that 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 definitely happens a lot for for almost all of our ideas. Great. And can you turn it into somewhat of a step by step process that if you gave it to your grandmother and she was tech literate enough, she could come up with one or two ideas. It's, it's always tough because bad unicorns ideas are like, are the opposite of like useful. Um, but I, I'll give an example of one of our products we did. So there's a company called fast.com and or fast.co and they, they're kind of blowing up on Twitter. They, they're, they're one click checkout. They're trying to enable that any store online has the same power of Amazon where you can just click a button and it comes to your house, which is a pretty cool mission. Uh, I really like the, the founders and the startup. And so we kind of saw that idea and we're like, all right, like what's the way, what's the way that we can build something that's either a funny version of this or a parody. And the initial thing was like, well, we'll do the opposite. Like they're trying to make checkouts frictionless. We're, we're going to do the complete opposite and make, uh, make checkouts even harder. And so we cloned their website, like shot for shot, most of their copy. Um, we like reworded it as like, Instead of like moving fast, like you're moving slow in the checkout process, and, and then finally we built we built a Chrome extension that um, that once you once you download it, it sits in the background 
uh, and on the sites that you you don't want to make purchases on or you want them to be harder checkouts, it like it makes it more hard. It makes it uh, where there's more friction. Um, I, I didn't really explain how, how we broke that down, but I guess for me it, it, or for us, it's like just very weird because, yeah, we're all trying to figure out like what's the funny angle on this. Yes, it's great. And to ask you, you said you learn a lot from doing this. Can you explain what do you mean? Do you mean that you master the use of uh, many no-code tools better or you come up with projects that are not typical and therefore you test things in unusual uh, environments and therefore you grow your knowledge by going outside of the typical playbook or what kind mm -hmm. of those learnings are did you speak of when you said that you're learning so much yeah so it i think most a lot of the learnings comes down from or comes down to just building the product so i mean like i'm more like literate as far as like tools like i used to just build in webflow and typeform i use zapier i used i used fomo i i had probably a probably used like three to five tools consistently when i built products and now I mean, we've used, we've used like, we've had to use probably like 30, 50 tools. Like, like for this last product drop, we had to use Twilio, which I've never used before. I was never like forced to build like a SMS text-based app. And so we used Twilio. Uh, the drop before we did a live stream. So we used not, not exactly no code, but we like use Twitch as our way that we live stream. So like setting up a, setting up a camera in front of a vending machine and, and live streaming to an audience. A couple of the drops are super like simple stacks and they're just like a card landing page. Uh, and we cloned like a, like an elegant landing page. We used, um, we had, we had to learn how to build a Chrome extension, which is something we'd never done before. And like how to, how to, uh, you have to like go through the process of getting approved by, by Google Chrome store. So, so a lot of those like weird nuances, uh, yeah, for one of the, for one of them, we built an ebook. So like I've never built an ebook or, or written a, any type of like e-content. And so we had to use Canva to uh, like Canva pro to draft the book and make it a PDF. Yeah. And then a bunch of different things. And I could go, I, I think I could go on and on as far as like these weird little nuances and that they might never help me again. But, um, but for the next time we want to build a text-based product or the next time we want to use a, um, we want to use Fiverr. Um, I'm just a little bit more, competent of saying like yes let's do this idea and we can implement it yeah and, and let's speak theoretically imagine an average no code user who would have the experiences that you're having by building those ideas what will change in their competence confidence ability like what will be the difference and transformation possible if they were put in your shoes they're not you, so don't think about yourself personally. And they were forced to go through all those steps and building all those uh, weird and quirky ideas. I think one of the one of the major learnings that that's kind of not even like tool based would be when you set that constraint of I'm going to drop a product every other week or every month or or every two months. Um, when you set that constraint, the the thing I've learned most about myself is is kind of getting past this. Uh, getting past like that vulnerability uh, threshold where, where before I, I would drop and kind of be nervous to launch my products. And now I've done it 
I mean, ten, 10 times, like 10 times we've, we've launched a product on Twitter or five, the five times we dropped, we dropped that one of the products on product hunt. And, um, and like it was, and like is scary to like drop a product. Um, whether that be to know if no one's listening or if, if thousands of people are listening. So I think, uh, for me, one of my greatest learnings is kind of just like personal confidence and, and, and not really caring about dropping a product and, and have and having crickets. Um, I've, I've already had that. I've already dropped products, and there's been crickets. And yeah, it's, it's there's nothing that that much to be afraid of. Uh, even though I definitely felt felt it in the past. Great. And can you speak about what the average or other uh, makers, or even yourself, because you said dropping or shipping a product, what challenge do they have when it comes to that fear? of dropping a product and hearing crickets or it failing. Can you speak, not as you, but as the average maker, what is that issue that can cause them to either delay shipping or really resist it and self-sabotage or anything like that? I, I don't know. I, I can only speak for myself. And I think, I think it might, for me, it was when the idea is in my head, I can think how great it is and I can say, Oh, like this idea would be so great. Like, and I used to, even before I knew no code and it was just in my head, I used to say like, Oh, if this, if I had a developer friend, like that could build this for me, like this product would go like gangbusters, like people would love it. And, and that's just, it's not really true. Um, right. Even the ideas I was pursuing, like they weren't, uh, like they took a lot more than just like someone to build it. Um, so I think it's, it's safe to just have the idea in your head and, and not ship and not put it out there or, or just share it with a small group of people. Yeah. But I guess, I guess a lot of the benefit comes from, I mean, most of the benefit of dropping products and shipping products is, it's not what your friends say about the product, but it's about like a stranger saying, Hey, I thought this product was really cool or, or Hey, I don't really love this product. Like you could use, you could do this to tweak it or like you should do this to the copy. Uh, so, uh, I guess it's I guess it's just safe to not drop the product but I I guess when like when you stay in the comfort zone there's not that like reward. Okay. Great actually. And are you thinking about monetizing bad unicorn or only growing it or what is your plan? I want to grow so we do have a way um some of our products are completely free and they're just fun products. Um so we have some products that are yeah, just kind of content almost. Uh, that are that's like meant to try to uh, try to go viral or share it around. Uh, then we have some products that are meant to make money or make us a little bit of money. So with with a, probably every three products, we drop one product that makes a little bit of money, which isn't that much. But we're just trying to experiment with like figuring out like how can we make money. And then along with that, we have something called the bad bad uh, bad unicorn angels, and so um, kind of a play on like angel investors, but. But these people are mainly just like patrons that are fans of Bad Unicorn and just want to support um, just because they like what we're building. And uh, we have around 30 Bad Unicorn Angels that pay anywhere from 5 to $15 a month just because. And, uh, and then as far as monetizing, kind of still open to different ideas. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the, per- if the perfect models doing ads or being a media brand or if it's or if it's launching content on how to build, how to build products, or how to build startups, or how to build viral ideas, um, or if it's hackathons or giveaways, but um, or or if we just make money off the products. But I'm, I'm, as of now, I'm just kind of focused on 
keeping up with the habit of building a new product each uh, each other every other week, and then um, and then I guess kind of just having fun with it. Okay, so I'll tell you what I'm hearing that is really really valuable and that can be a way for you to monetize or add while adding value to makers because what makers want they want to ship because only when you ship you are able to see results get those that money and turn your idea into a into profit but what happened is that people have that blockage there they cannot ship because they worry about the reaction of people to their idea and whether it will fail this does many things one of them is that People will delay, 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 and then maybe it's too late or they have promised others that they will ship, but they disappoint them or their family is looking at them and like those they love as wasting their time. So you have experience using Bad Unicorn that allows you to give people this paid Bad Unicorn 21 days challenge or 30 days challenge where the makers who had trouble shipping and trouble getting themselves to ship, what they will learn is your own process where they will follow it to creatively come up with idea after idea after idea that they can test in the marketplace, learn all kinds of tools that they will be shipping frequently following along with you and learning how to use them in many, many scenarios so that they're ready when their big idea comes from the many big ideas that they will come up with. They are ready to implement in ways that are masterful and they overcome that hump of intermediate no-coder. And they get shipping confidence by failing repeatedly and being, you know, they are one bad unicorn away from getting that confidence as well as being around the community of other people participating in the bad um, unicorn challenge where each other are encouraging each other to fail and fail again and ship their bad unicorn, their bad idea into the world. And what will be created to them is one, they will get shipping confidence so that they find it easy and simple and get that character and build that muscle of them being able to ship without worrying or linking it to their self-esteem or feeling that hurt when their idea doesn't work or worry about it because the whole goal is to fail and to ship bad unicorns. The second, they will get to meet and network and be around new people who are similar to them, build friendships and not be in that lonely place where they are as entrepreneurs alone trying to ship and build, and then they think all their troubles are in them, but they turn now that failure and those worries, they turn them into a game of the challenge of shipping bad ideas. And third, they will learn the process of coming up with idea and after idea and build that muscle so that after they get this foundational piece, they can come up with those useful, very important ideas that can become the good unicorns in the world. So in many ways, it's like going through hell in order to arrive to heaven or going through the bad unicorn challenge of failing so that you failed so much that you built all the muscles through failure that make you ready to succeed. And there is no better guy than you who is showing every two weeks that you are building ideas 
that can fail and mastering new tools and trying all kinds of creative ideas. There is no pet better person than you to show people how to come up with ideas, all kinds of ideas, all kinds of bad unicorns. There is nobody to follow along with as you test and try all kinds of scenarios and new tools that will give them mastery in their no-code uh, journey and no better person within your 1,700 people or more to bring and build a community of people who have the same sense of humor, the same ideas, and no place than you yourself who have overcome that fear of shipping and gained confidence to be their Yoda to show them how to overcome the, that fear and get that shipping confidence. So bad unicorn challenge is about building shipping confidence, is about building that idea generation muscle, and it's about uh, mastering all kinds of tools so that you have flexibility and mastery in no code. And you just pay a little bit for this access to this community and the value time of wit Anderson, as well as his experience and failure and public humiliation that he will save you from because he will be your guide through the process while you transform and emerge emerge through the funny part to be ready to be that serious entrepreneur who will get the VC-backed unicorn that will grow and change the future and make them proud. Yeah, no, you, so, you just said it. You just said it so well. That's exactly uh, like that's like I can see I can see that future of what you just said um, like so clearly. And 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 that would be I mean, that would be incredible if that if that if that if that ends up becoming the future where, where yeah, it's this place where people can it's this community where, where people feel comfortable shipping stuff. That's, that's not traditionally something that shipped, but, but it's something they might be passionate about, whether it's a, something from a TV show or something from whatever it is, like any side project that's, that, that, that someone might be interested in, like, yeah, or, or a bad idea, or, or if they have their own bad idea, like it's, it's, I, I'm definitely, I and Ash, the guy I do bad unicorn with, like we're a testament that like our shipping skills and our, product building skills have like 10 X in the last, like way more than 10 X in the last five months. And, um, no, yeah. What you just said was like a spot on for, uh, for something that could be like, I don't know, real in the future. Yes. And Peter Drucker has this motto that he tells everyone, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So I really encourage you because what I told you is the key is like, I'm giving you keys to the kingdom. You can choose to either try, like uh, to continue the same way, which is good. You're already doing like some great things in the world or test this as an, a bad unicorn challenge. And if it, you know, see what happens. And I'm sure that people, because there is a need for this that you yourself have experienced. I was listening. Where is the transformation? What benefits did you notice? Like, where is the gold, the uniqueness? And I then put it in, in one place for you because you have found that valuable to your in your own life and your partner as well and other people too because what is uh, really valuable to you as a maker will be valuable to enough other people for you to monetize and help them immensely i hope you know you will speak about it write content about it propose it uh, give like uh, uh, waiting list for people who are interested to join on a an email waiting list for this and to see uh, when the number reaches enough people that you feel happy to launch it there and ship it and drop it because this will be actually something that the whole community needs and you are uniquely positioned to do it.
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I really have. I'm really glad we had this conversation. It's definitely um, just talking about this type of stuff helps me clear out the. I kind of flesh through like what what the big vision of Bad Unicorn is. Um, it's it's something I want to do for a very very long time. Um, and uh, this would be this would be a cool future. So I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on and, and talking and uh, getting to know each other. But um, I appreciate you for the, the tail end of this conversation. It's, it's super helpful. Thank you so much. And I know, you know, the, the makers, they mean so well and they have so much talent and ideas, but they're missing that marketing piece of finding what people will buy. They don't buy logic people. They buy a really valuable gem like what I presented now. And can you share where people can follow you? What are your links? Where can people learn more about Bad Unicorn as well as hear from you? Yes. Yeah, so, um Bad Unicorn is, uh, the website is badunicorn.vc. You can follow Bad Unicorn um, on Twitter, at badunicornvc. And then I'm on Twitter uh, tweeting about product studios, funny ideas, uh, and a bunch of our launches. And I'm on Twitter, at wit4th. So it's W-H-I-T, the number four, T-H. For sure. And I will write it in the description so that people can find an easy way to find you and to the listener if you have any idea or whether you're working on or for the future and you would like to be a guest here simply go on apple leave a review for this podcast and then message me dm me at no code wealth on twitter and i will be glad honored and happy to have you here and share your idea and the essence of its engaging marketing and the whole process on this podcast with the community. I wish you a great year and a great day with, and goodbye. Thanks so much. Have a good one.